Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello and happy Friday. It is me, Molly Wood. And me, Tom Merritt. And welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you that is not only the highlight of our week each and every week, it is, I believe, a highly accurate and trustworthy barometer of the things that are the most thingiest in the world around us if you happen to be a 40-something radio slash podcast type who sits in the basement. Most literally, days. literally, and I'm not exaggerating. This show is saving my Friday. Yeah, yeah. Tom's had a day. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I delineate it all in the bonus content for patrons, but I won't bore <laughs> the rest of you with with the details. Uh, but yeah, this is this is like thank goodness that it's a thing exists uh, yep. to to bring this Friday back together for me. It is quite literally happy hour. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. you're you think we're doing you a favor doing the show? Oh no, you're oh, doing no. us a favor, no. giving us the excuse to do the show. Yes, and so thank you for that. Thank you for the excuse for the actual support on Patreon that makes it happen. Yep, and uh, for showing up in the Discord when you are a patron and chatting with us, and often finding all the things that we want to buy and a neighborhood store near us. Uh, <laughs> you know, and so it's a, it's a good time. It's a good time. <laughs> By the way, we bought a bottle of rosé this weekend. Oh, too bad because that's and over I felt, now. I well, no, but I felt like you know, um, I, I was like, yeah, because Eileen looked at me like she's like, "Do you want to get rosé?" And I'm like, "Yes." And she's like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "It's, it's a thing. Be- it's a because, whole thing because it's a thing." I have yeah. to tell you that I had a whole text exchange, a long one, with a girlfriend of mine about White Claw because she started texting me, "Have you heard of this thing called White Claw?" And I was like, "Um, have you heard of my podcast? It's a thing." <laughs> And we had a whole long entire conversation about it. And I said, it's Zima. I want to take out a full page ad in the New uh-huh. York Times about how it's Zima. And she was like, I don't think it's Zima. I think, I, And I had to find an article, which I did in the San Francisco Chronicle, all about how these drinks, because she was like, I think it's like healthier. And so I found this great article about how these drinks are being marketed as like healthier. And they uh-huh. include some patented blend of this and that that's good for you. When all they really are is slightly sugary malt liquor which is exactly what Zima was. And the article even said that the precursor to all of it was Zima. And I was like, I'm not trying to be that jerk who has to be right right mm-hmm. now, but I am. Take that, Visco girl. Boom. And also, it was hilarious because it was the, mo- the best real-world validation ever <laughs> of the sheer thingness of White Claw, which apparently is, in fact, hard to find and has become – this is like a nailed-it moment because yeah, yeah. White Claw is like everywhere. Well, uh, you should text your number neighbor and find out if they drink White Claw. Oh, that's such a good number neighbor text. (laughs) (laughs) 
number neighbors. Uh, I just I don't remember now where I found out about this. I know, but I just in, heard about this too. I'm so excited. I was in Ireland when I found out about it. That's all I remember. Hmm. Um, but it's the idea, and it's been around again. You know, we we dub things at certain points in their life cycle. We're not dubbing them right at the beginning. This has been around, if you've heard about it, yes. It's been slowly building, but uh, it's texting the person whose phone number is one off of yours. Often one more, like taking the last digit in your phone number and adding one, but sometimes one less, and just being like, hey, number neighbor, what's going on? Oh my God, hilarious. And there have got to be like number neighbor web like love stories by now, right? Oh, I would imagine because so, now it's right? like thing, 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 thing. Because yeah. it was apparently like according to this article, which is only four weeks old, which as far as I'm concerned is well comfortably in that's current early thing, thing. Ter- territory. Yeah, that's, very, that's early yeah. thing. It only got just got like an Urban Dictionary entry from August, and it, and it's because the reason that the thing that made it a thing is that it's all over Twitter. People are like posting screenshots of their conversations. Just texted my number, neighbor. I just want to look. I haven't now. I feel like I haven't gotten one. I think what's cool. I want about a number this, neighbor text. Well, you may not have a number neighbor, right? Your number neighbor may be like assigned to some telemarketer. Who knows? <laughs> it's, fair. It's possible. Okay. Uh, fair. But when I think that's part of the attraction of it is when it works and you hit an actual person, you're like score. I I actually found I actually have a number neighbor, and then there's something to that idea of. You know, this is this is a little bit of anonymity, a little bit of the old Internet where you would just go on Usenet and chat with somebody you didn't know from somewhere else. Like it's capturing a little slice of that feeling, I feel. Right. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. I got a little distracted looking at number neighbor screenshots on Twitter, which are somewhat predictably simultaneously awesome and occasionally quite terrible. Like the one that ends, this is a fun message, and I'm not upset, but this number belongs to a seven-year-old girl. This is her mom responding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Oh, creepy. There's one I just found that says, hey, number neighbor, how are you? And the response is TF, as in defa, defa. (laughs) And they responded and said, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, which is definitely probably going to get anyway. So the person responded, get on with that weird-ish G. And then they responded, uh, you know, oh. It, uh, uh, fences make good number neighbors. It's pretty good, I got to say. It is pretty good, number neighbor. That's a fun read right there. And I agree. I, I like just heard about this. I'm so glad that this is in the show today. Do you or have you feel like you want to try no. contacting your number neighbor? Definitely yeah. not. No, no, no mm-hmm. me either. No. I mean, I'm tempted. I'm curious. I'm like, I wonder what would happen. Like, I, I think about that. But when it comes to typing that number in, I'm like, nope, nope, no. Had my had my number uh, put up on a CNET video by accident one too many times. Been there <laughs> for that to be fun. Yeah, I just I I don't I feel like you're no, because then they have your number is the thing. You yeah. can't take that back, right? I mean, you could block them, I suppose. You, you could, can. but still, I've had my number for a long time. I just do not want it to get polluted. But I will read other people's number number. Number, 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 number. Right. Little, you can be a number neighbor lurker. Yes. And just enjoy other people's number neighbors. There stories. you go. I'm like a number neighbor noodler. <laughs> I can noodle over your number neighbor notes. Yes. Um, be a number neighbor noodler like us. I'm I'm somewhat disappointed to hear that you went out and bought rosé this weekend because Why? I'm here to report that rosé is over. 
Oh no. Yeah. Well, was it was it over over this weekend? Or it did I come like in right that. under the wire? Just like that. Maybe. Did it become over because I bought it? I'm afraid that what Rose suggests is that you're older than the millennials who have now turned mm. their attention to orange wine. Well, I am older than them. Uh, tell me more about orange wine. I know. We have now aged ourselves because we're into rosé. Because we're hoping afraid of number neighbors and <laughs> we drink rosé. I'm hoping there's an orange cider coming soon. Anyway, orange wine is... Oh, there is orange cider, by the way. Cider. Oh, yeah. Well, not orange flavor. It needs to be the like... Well, anyway, apparently orange yeah, yeah. wine, which is kind of somewhat awkwardly referred to as skin contact wine. <laughs> what? But not that kind. <laughs> it's like, like you know how this, the skin is what makes like a red wine red, I guess, in some way. And so it's sort of just it has a little bit. It's literally okay. like a blend. This is made by, so orange wine is made by fermenting and aging the juice of white grapes with their skins okay. in some sort of large clay vessel. And it's like a richer. That's better than I thought. Nuttier, toasty flavor, like slightly, slightly more. More than a rosé, but less than a red. So it's the red wine of whites because whites are, are always crisper and cleaner because they don't have the the skin. Right. But oh, reds God, almost always do. Playing. Yeah, I guess so. Yes. It's it's what you said. It's like that. It's the red wine of it's whites. It's the red wine of whites. I was like, how did you say that again? It was beautiful. <laughs> the red wine of whites. So I tried some. I was in Minneapolis with a millennial. At a very hipster restaurant, because it turns mm-hmm. out Minneapolis is really hip. And they had this wine on the menu, and she was like, oh, this is a, this is an orange wine. This is like all the rage right now with the millennials. And I was like... Where oh, is that music coming from? What? Oh, I turned it off. My uh, their, The orange wine page website started playing. I still playing, hear it. Started auto-playing. Really? It's gone. It must hmm. just be delay. Because the page, I killed it with the X. Do you guys hear it? Do you hear it in the Discord? Okay, it was coming from me. Got it. Oh, it was a Downton Abbey ad. Oh, I see. That's funny. I know. See, <sighs> anyway, this is the problem with on. the internet these days. Um, yeah, orange wine. So I tried some. It's delicious. Like, it really is lovely. Because you know how rosé can be a little bit high and tight? Like, it can be a little sour. And we're, I don't know about everybody else who's listening, but here in California and, and in the Bay Area, we're in what we still colloquially refer to as Indian summer, where it's like still they really warm not. out they in san francisco they still say that yeah which is kind of crazy in I san guess. francisco where you can't say so many other things that still gets wow now okay. i'm feeling I'm really sorry. bad because i said it see now no, i no, feel no, like no, no, I, no. I didn't mean to i didn't mean that at all i was just shocked because there are there are things that are <laughs> i know yep there are <laughs> things that are banned that are much better or there yeah. are things like in berkeley where they got rid of manholes that's exactly. not no, a joke. That's a great example. It's not a like, joke. Really? You don't say manhole anymore, which I, get, I understand the reasoning, but okay, fine. Right. And uh, consistency is not a human trait. Okay. Well, anyway, we're in the warm part of the season. Sure. <laughs> where it's it's sort of weirdly hot out, but it still feels like fall because the it, the days are shorter and the sun is kind of coming in, you know, in that beautiful mm-hmm, orange glow. Mm-hmm. And it just like, it doesn't feel right to be drinking rosé because that is a summer feeling. And totally. it turns out yeah. that orange wine is like the perfect... It's like a crossover beverage. It's okay, the bridge. I, I just want to. I just want to be clear. The rosé was bought before Labor Day. Oh, you're fine. 
and was was con- was finished consumed before Labor Day. Well, perfect. some of it on Labor Day. <laughs> See, perfect. And now we're yeah. into summer, and we are right. into uh, into fall ish. Time to get some pheasants tears. And now we can get orange wine, which I yeah. have to say, I really was like, oh, this is good, and I had no clue that it existed or that it was a thing. It was one of those things where it was just it appeared out in the world, and I was like, oh God, everyone knows that this is a thing. Not everyone, but. A lot mm-hmm. of people already knew but that this was there. a thing. Yeah. And then I found it in Real Simple from like April. And it is the rosé of summer 2019, they say. So just in time for your pre-Brexit celebrations, October 31st. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I'm so sad we didn't do this in the pre-show because I also am obsessed with everything that is happening there right now. <laughs> Boris Johnson and alternate Boris Johnson. Oh, um, my God. But yeah. Uh, you you now have a, a perfect October October wine. I I can't wait to try because one of the reasons I don't drink more white wine is because sometimes I'm like no, but I want something rich and full bodied. I I drink a an orange wine. I didn't know that that's what I was wanting, but that's what I was wanting. That's exactly it. I didn't know that either. I was like, this is perfect, and it really is. It really is lovely, and I can, I just mm-hmm. I'm so amazed that this thing existed. I don't know when it came into the world, but I'm like, oh my goodness i'm going i have to questions though i have questions yeah why wasn't it more popular before and the answers could be it just never got popular right because people were selling enough of the other kinds or it could be because it's really hard to make it good and I wonder. we finally got to where we can make it good i'm curious i'm curious I mean, what the answer is. part of what i do find so fascinating about this orange wine thing is that like i i mean I'm not trying to sound like a jerky Northern Californian here, but like I've been drinking wine for a lot of years and I have never heard of this even existing. Like, I don't know if it's yeah. a brand new invention. I'm sure I never that went, somebody I used to knows. live in wine country. I've been to a couple of wineries. You think at some point they would have been like, yeah, we got this crazy thing called orange wine. If you want to try that, because there were or always something weird at the wineries that they're like, this is our spin on the thing. Never saw it. Yeah. No clue. And it might just be that, like, people thought it was too weird. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And there's a story. Okay, hold on. At thetastywine.com. And this tells you kind of how recent this is because this story on thetastywine.com is, like, from August. But it it sounds – I mean, it sounds like it has existed, I guess. It, maybe it was in the UK. This person did an article in 2014. Yeah. But yeah, it's well, probably just like it was kind of it's kind of weird, right? Like and rosé we were familiar with because there used to be white Zinfandel back in the day in the same in the same time range as Zima. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know what Baiju is? No. It's China's most popular alcohol. Okay. And and it's some people think it's awful. But yeah. it's like it's huge in China. It's what people drink. It's this you're having a celebration, there's a holiday, you gotta have the baiju. Um, and it's not popular anywhere else. But I've been waiting for the day when somebody finally brings it somewhere else and popularizes baiju. Maybe they give it a different name, whatever, right? Uh so maybe orange wine was like that. Like it was popular in its place. Because I, I saw one of these bottles on the sim- real simple article was made in Georgia, the country. Yeah. Like maybe it was popular there and people are like, yeah, that's that weird Georgian thing or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. But Josh T in the Discord says it's been around for a few years. Napa had it, uh, some rural Sonoma wineries, and that apparently <laughs> they've tried to make blue wine a thing by adding blueberry skins. But okay, it didn't take off. that's just cheating though. Because orange I, wine isn't adding oranges. No, no. 
Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's fascinating and, it's and like quite lovely. Wine. I'm going to keep trying I, it. Yeah. Ice wine was a really, really weird thing the first time I saw it. Now you kind of see it everywhere. There's like a lively conversation about ice wine happening, which I personally think is gross. Um, I think it's gross when too many people are riding around on their self-balancing unicycles. <laughs> oh, man. As segues go, I got to give that one a... Segway. E for effort. <laughs> oh! Self-balancing. Shut the front door. Okay, that was made. That's why, that's why we do this show, you guys, because we are so delighted with ourselves now that it's made our whole day. So I, uh, I, I, I think I knew about these, but I had not seen people every day riding them until I was in Paris. And then every day there was someone on a self-balancing unicycle swinging around to the point that I noticed during uh, my check-in on Air France that the little, you know, the little card that says, yeah, you can't bring a firearm or, or anything that turns into a flame. There was a, a one of those little pictograms of a self-balancing unicycle no specifically way. saying, also, you know, we know you all have self-balancing unicycles. You can't bring those on the plane. What? Seriously? <laughs> yeah. No self-balancing unicycles on the plane, please. Wow. Because I have seen these. I, you know what? I'm like a little embarrassed, actually, that I didn't realize these were a thing because I've totally seen them around San Francisco. And it's and have even remarked upon like it's getting so hilarious, the little micro mobility situation, how like one person goes by on a bike and then there's a scooter and then there's a different kind of scooter and then there's an electric longboard <laughs> right, and then there's right. this freaking thing, which if you guys haven't seen it is, I mean, so some of them are literally like an electric unicycle. Just it's just a wheel with pedals yeah. and people in extremely terrifying looking fashion, just zip along at up to 25 miles an hour. Some do have handles and some even have seats, but I feel like what you're talking about is the most common one, right? Where it's just like a wheel with some pedals. Yeah. The, well, are they even pedals? I couldn't really tell if they, they work as pedals or not the just... kind where you pedal, but like you stand on, but you're just, yeah, they're, they're just like little, little foot rests. Right. And you balance yourself on that one wheel and just go whizzing along the streets of Paris. I really don't understand how you don't die in every instance, but especially on the streets of Paris. Of embarrassment. You saw these in Paris? Yeah, every day. I don't know why Sometimes I have a higher multiple standard. multiple times a day. Oh, my God. Really? It was the it was the thing for the Paris hipster to do in the premier arrondissement. That blows my mind. I'm not going to lie. That really does blow my mind. I wonder... I took a picture. Oh, good. I will, I will, will we find have it on our... my pictorial evidence and, and upload it. Oh, good. I took a picture of the orange wine also. So, so our blog will be extra interesting this week. It's a thing dot me. It's a thing dot me. That's <laughs> the place. Yeah. That's the one. Um, if I seem a little out of it today... No, no. I'm not, I'm not doing that. My thing... <laughs> what? Had... Had I been on the streets of Paris and seen all of these little one-wheeled things whizzing by me, I would have thought, I am not in reality. I am on my ayahuasca trip. What? That's my thing. Frel is an <laughs> ayahuasca trip. Okay. Okay. I'm really glad you said that. Okay. Ayahuasca is basically like an ancient herb, and people take it as a tea, and it's a psychedelic. Okay, so this reminds me of yerba mate 
which was a thing 20 years ago, right? People are like, oh, it's an herb that they make, and now it's in every drink. Is it your bama- Really? Oh, I didn't realize your Bermatin got you that high. It's like that, or it's like, um, oh, what's Well, the, the promise was that it would. I always, and then I think people realize, like, oh, it's just kind of like strong caffeine. Right. Oh, yeah, no. This is more like peyote. Like, it makes you hallucinate. So ayahuasca is not something you're going to see in an energy drink. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Unless that energy drink is called Trippin' Balls. Is it legal? Um, well, apparently it has been decriminalized here in Oakland. I think oh. that may also be the case in L.A. because ayahuasca is – so it's it's kind of part of a larger thing, which is like people doing psychedelics as a spiritual journey, and which I know you're going to say is not a thing because it turns out that Native Americans, first Americans, first people, have been doing this for mm, thousands of years. Right. Hundreds of thousands, maybe. I don't know. But now – White people are all excited about ayahuasca, and it had become there was How actually is that this different like, from peyote. Oh, it's it's not. I mean, it's a different okay. plant. It's right? just a. It's like you don't like peyote. Try ayahuasca. Try ayahuasca, and it had gotten kind of big in Mexico, and there were a lot of sort of like ayahuasca retreats that you can go on, and there was even this like tech like Bitcoin billionaire who died sort of like on his way to one. It was kind of related to it, but it. It really is like you you find a shaman and you go on an ayahuasca journey and you have someone walk you through it and people do it essentially as therapy, like the way that people have done this, like I said, for hundreds of thousands of years. But it's become such a thing that apparently it's like pretty common in L.A. and and there are like these mini kind of clinics. (laughs) You think I'd know this. Popping up like clinics. And then there was a piece in Vice from April about how, as usual, millennials on spirit quests are ruining everything about ayahuasca. Because they've made it so popular that it's actually becoming uh, more scarce, and it, it's grown in Brazil, and it's like this really, you know, it's a, it's a whole problem. But there's a whole ayahuasca tourism industry, and it's and then just like in June in Oakland, they decriminalized the use of magic mushrooms, ayahuasca, and peyote specifically. So I can only assume. Uh. Okay, the so millennials are also going to be like tripping balls all around Lake Merritt any minute now. Like Merritt? Oh, Lake Merritt. Lake. Lake. <laughs> I literally heard you say tripping balls like Merritt. You oh, know him. Oh, Peanut, you're so tired. That's so funny. <laughs> you're so tired today. Yeah, it's Because I'm tripping balls, that's why. Well, and, it, and so like I, I say that it's a thing not just because I've seen it pop up in interviews, but I've also now had like three <laughs> conversations in a row. With people like my hairdresser was like, you got to try ayahuasca. I did. My wife has done it like six times. I did it like it was so intense. You know, I threw up. I thought I was going to die, but it like shook me to my core and made me a better person and bleep, bloop, bloop, blark. Wow. And then I, I guess like, yeah, and it just keeps coming up. And there's that Michael Pollan book, How to, How to Change Your Mind, which is all about the sort of history of psychedelics. And I think may include this. My gentleman friend was telling me that he read this book and then you can, you, some Doctors are doing this with ketamine, taking people on sort of psychedelic trips as like therapy, okay. which is huh. also has a long history. I just I find the whole thing like fascinating. I mean, the guided trip thing. I'm 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 like, yeah, that's solid. Like, there's centuries of tradition of people like saying, "Hey, take this thing; it'll change your perception, and then I'll help you use that change in perception to maybe have some insights about yourself and your yep. conditions." Like, yep. I. I don't even think that's trippy. I I just think like, oh yeah, that's just 
any kind of change. That's what a vacation is. A vacation is a change of perspective. So this is a different way of doing that, right? Except with hallucinations, spiritual yeah, revelations, yeah. and no, vomiting. No, no, I know. Right. Well, <laughs> the vomiting yes. I'm not so much into. But yeah, there's I mean, vomiting on vacations. Though. Yeah. I mean, it, it's all of that. Like, it really is. It's all of that. And it, and that has become very trendy in, like, Silicon Valley. Somebody pointed out in the Discord that micro-dosing is kind of part of this. Like, anything that alters your perception. Apparently, ayahuasca also has to be dead to us, even as you're just discovering it, because Katy Perry seems to be simulating an ayahuasca trip in her latest video. Oh, well, that that's peak thing. Then. But that's peak well, thing. Yep. Right. Boom. Nailed it. Once you see it in a Katy Perry video confirmation and then i was talking to jenny josephson about it and she was saying that she because i was like a lot of the people i know who are into this or who i've read about are men and I, and we were saying like we feel like we have each other like molly waska <laughs> or as she put it have, she's like i just do some molly <laughs> if you, oh. <laughs> I know. if you have a special person in your life just put their name in front of waska <laughs> do it that's right because they're the person who shakes you out of the reality that you think you're living in and makes you think about things a different way, ideally I mean, without the vomit. No joke. That's without the vomit, my whole marriage. Like, that's why it works. Aww. Yeah. Eileen Waska. I and Tom Waska. Yeah. Tom Waska. Back, back and forth. Yeah. That's outstanding. Anyway, yeah. a little tiny part of me wants to try it, but a much, much bigger part does not. Because Man, I I'm looking for this. have Jenny Waska. yeah it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship it could just be that person that resets your perspective yeah absolutely and i'm I'm not even like saying ayahuasca is a drug you know yeah right i mean whatever works for you yeah Yeah. no i mean and people sincerely swear by it like i they really do they they say it's very very transformative it's really interesting that's all i got what's more interesting than that very few things but possibly (laughs) your feedback let's check and find out tim w writes and says hi you mentioned of lilith's or your mention of lilith's reminded me of the vesper cocktail invented by james bond in the novel casino royale apparently it is impossible to make a proper one these days uh, because of the ingredients having changed they don't make uh, the Lilith that he recommends, the gin isn't made at the same proof anymore. But he says, I'm sure you'll have some fun experimenting with it. That's so interesting about the, the alcohol is not exactly existing in the same way anymore. Huh? Yeah, they just stopped making that kind of Lilith. Right? Yeah. And so you can approximate it, but it's not the same. So it's not going to taste exactly the same. It's so interesting. I guess with the gin, the the proof was lowered in the UK, but apparently the American version has the same proof. So you might be able to use that. I don't know. I read this cool history about of alcohol. I don't know. Somebody loaned me this book that was, it was called like cocktails or no, I think it's called like booze or booze hound. Anyway, it talks about how after prohibition, a lot of, uh, liqueurs and beverages that had existed pre-prohibition went away for a really long time and then are sort of slowly being rediscovered. And one of them was a like an elderberry liqueur, maybe, I want to say, that Mm -hmm. was one of the original ingredients in the aviation. And that until this liqueur had been rediscovered, no one knew why the aviation, which is a gin-based cocktail, was called that. And it's, it's because this elderberry liqueur is blue like it gives it like a blue tint when you make it but this but this cocktail had disappeared for like decades or the 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 liqueur did 
And then they finally rediscovered that uh, rediscovered it, and they were like, "Oh, an aviation! It's freaking blue, you guys." <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, it was really interesting. Do you remember? Were you? I can't remember what phase in my uh, CESing uh, this existed, but there was at one CES where I was on a mission to get a someone to make me a Ford cocktail, which was the cocktail forerunner to the martini. Mm. And this was definitely like pre twenty ten. Yeah. No, I don't know. This and it, at all. it had like St. Germain in it. Oh, And it was really hard to find a bar that had that. Hmm. Yeah. I think there's and this And I don't whole... mean the singer either. No, I get it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't remember that from CES, but it sounds like you, A. Yeah. No, it was definitely. And then, yeah, it's, it's kind of fascinating. I don't know. It's like weird to think that things can change that much in a short time as opposed to like a long historical period. Like... You think about the things we won't realize in another hundred years, like, oh, I never, I don't know why they called it orange wine, because grapes don't have skins anymore. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> they didn't put oranges in it. What's up with that? It's a climate adaptation. Grapes no longer have skins. Uh, Eric wrote to us from Chesapeake, Virginia, and says, topic one. I love you guys, how you're basically, like, much like us. They're like, all right, one, cargo shorts. I'm, I'm an adventurer, I guess before I read this email, and say, cargo shorts may be our most commented on topic. It's not a lie. Right? Like, we're still getting emails about cargo shorts. Like, every day, as of literally today. Like, they're yeah. still coming in. This is not, we're not in the archives here of feedback. No, like, no. This is current These are thoughts. fresh emails. Cargo shorts. Uh, so, Eric writes, several years ago, my friend and I phased cargo shorts from our wardrobes after advice oh. from a fashion-forward friend of ours. However, we've decided that amusement parks are one place where we definitely need cargo shorts, specifically ones with zipper pockets. Mm. We need somewhere safe to stash our phones when flipping upside down on roller coasters at Bush Gardens. And cargo shorts were the solution to our loop-to-loop dilemma. Uh, that that's makes amazing. a lot of sense to me, honestly. Also, you also, can see that... At yeah. like sporting games where you're sporting games at professional sports games where you're like you're not allowed to bring a bag in. Cargo shorts. Cargo shorts. Yeah, they can. It's uh, great for Spirit Airlines. <laughs> Pretty soon they're going to start charging by the pocket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so Spirit uh, Airlines. Yeah. That, what's the Irish airline? Uh, Ryanair. Does, Ryan. Ryanair will, will pioneer that. I'm sure. Yeah. And then topic two, he says, my wife and I started drinking gin about five or six years ago. We used to think we hated gin, but it turned out we hated the tonic water that we were always tasting with it. People probably think it's bitter and it's just the tonic. Now, gin and fresca with a couple lime slices in it is one of our favorite drinks on a hot summer evening on the patio. Um, Yum? Yeah. uh, Having had uh, a gin and fresca quite recently... uh, I can can second this emotion. Seriously? I've never even heard of this. It's a thing. I... I thought it was just a Dave the Psychologist thing, but Dave the Psychologist uh, was was at this uh, gathering that I went to in Hamilton, Ontario, uh, for the for the Marshall McLuhan Podcasters Roundtable, and he he brought a bottle of Fresca and some gin and was making gin and Fresca. It's quite delicious. That sounds amazing. And then finally, Eric, who's just hitting the trifecta on things here, says, oh, "Wow, go Eric." Yes, my dad used to work at Little Guy and helped design one of their teardrop oh, trailers. Oh. No. <gasps> And he says, and this is a good uh, purchasing note, that the parent company was a little ruthless, he said. After Dad's group prototyped and stood up an assembly process, they laid off everyone in that organization. Luckily, he was old enough to retire. Wah, wah. 
Mm, Guess it's man. a tag for me. <laughs> how's, how's your uh, trailer uh, pursuit going? Monday is the hitch installation. All and right. I have uh, reserved a teardrop to take camping at the end of the month. So wow. Okay, so crossed. we're getting reports. This is yep, good. Yep, it's happening. Well, I, I hope Monday goes off with a hitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> you just thought of that. I did. Guys, yeah. that was not edited. He just thought of that. <laughs> that was is that a, amazing. That's not impressive. That's really not. I mean, that was pretty fun. Well, for you, it's just standard. <laughs> just standard level pun. <laughs> but still pretty uh, impressive. Yeah, Monday I get solar starts to install. Oh, my God. Oh my We're house. having yeah. such Monday's, a fun Monday. Monday's a huge day. Yeah. I love Monday already. You know um, who else I love? Mike mm-hmm. Akins. Mike Akins. <laughs> I know Mike said you don't have to show me out every time, but we're it's been gonna. a while. So it's been a while. We're gonna shout him out. We just want to uh, shout him out for being fact, at the top tier of I patrons. Bet more people would like to be shouted out. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna change the rewards tiers at yeah. uh, patreon.com slash it's a thing. Um shaking it up. I, I commit to making those changes this weekend. <laughs> if anyone objects thank speak you now. tom we appreciate it it will become but, more accessible to yeah. uh achieve a shout out on our show we're gonna raise up the the lower limit a little bit but don't worry mm-hmm. if you're already in at one dollar an episode you will stay at one dollar an episode but your friends who want to support us it's gonna be two i mean they can support it one that just the rewards will start at two now oh right right okay so they can support it one they just won't yeah. get the rss feed and the extra stuff right right so, funny story. I met, remember when I talked about MC Hammer on the show and how he was going on tour? Mm-hmm. Well, he had a mm-hmm. show here in Oakland. Of and course. I got a tweet from these two awesome moms who were like, We're here at this MC Hammer house concert and you're not here. And I was like, oh, You are awesome. And why am I not there? Like, I got to remember not to just say things on the show and then never think of them again. And I met them doing a story. One of them was a source for a story. Just incredibly, like, I didn't find her. Our producer did. And I met the two of them, and one of them was telling me that her husband is a patron and gets all the bonus content and likes to oh, taunt wow. her because she doesn't. And I was like, oh, we need a family plan. Um, <laughs> her Patreon does. But it was so hilarious because then we called him, the husband, from the parking lot, and I said, she gets the bonus content this week. <laughs> That's great. And it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. We will be adding a tier where Molly will come to your spouse and give them bonus content. <laughs> but in a taunting way, not like yeah. a nice way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, if you would like to figure out what the heck we're talking about, go to patreon.com slash it's a thing and you can become a member of our show and enjoy all the bonuses. But even if you're not, you're a bonus to us. Oh, you are. So email us. Let us know what your things are. Feedback at it's a thing dot me. We'll talk to you again. It's okay if you email us about cargo shorts again. It's okay. It's okay. See you next week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.